Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Nirvana with Max and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be partly cloudy today and then becoming overcast with a high of 45. Ain't going to get much better for tomorrow. Mostly cloudy, a high of 46. It's kind of cold at 21 on Rock 102. It's cold. We got a lawyer to warm you up this morning. Who we got? A lawyer. Oh, is that Steve Weissman today? Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, necessarily get a cuddly feeling with a lawyer. Well, I mean, uh, you can snuggle with a lawyer, can't you? I suppose. I'd snuggle with this guy, wouldn't sure, you? Sure, well, listen, I've cozied up to him quite often. I bet you have. For, uh, for a variety of reasons. It's 536 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny and a high of 45 for today and tomorrow. It is uh, 24 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Michelob Ultra is taking us back to Bushwood Country Club this February with a Caddyshack-themed ad, or ads, during the big game. Okay. They uh, released uh, three preview clips. One features Tony Romo recreating Bill Murray's classic Cinderella story scene. And another has a women's soccer star, Alex Morgan, pouring a beer from a tap in her golf bag, like Rodney Dangerfield does in the movie. Yeah. But no um, original stars to the film? I don't think so. Doesn't sound like there are at all, which kind of doesn't make any sense. You'd think you'd have a a cameo. Like Rodney Dangerfield or Ted Knight. What about the kid? Yeah, what happened to that kid? Danny. What was his name? It was Danny. What was his real name? Daniel, the kid who played in Caddyshack, <laughs> isn't that isn't that funny? You're in like one of the biggest films uh, of the 1980s, and nobody remembers your name other than all you only remember the names of the uh, the, the cast. The funny part it? about it is he's been in a million things, and every time you see him, is hey, that's Danny Newton. That's the guy from Caddyshack, but I you'll think- never remember his real name. No. The uh, National Enquirer is planning to report that Law and Order stars Ice T and Christopher Maloney are feuding. Both of them are already joking about it, though. So it's not a real hard feud. It probably is. They just don't want to give uh, the pleasure to the National Enquirer to say that something they said is true. It's a reliable source. I think so, As too. As any other source would be. Uh, Lisa Rinna recently announced she's leaving the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. In a new interview, she said that the housewife universe has become unhealthy and no longer works for her. Um, I felt the same thing. You mean the Botox hasn't uh, isn't uh, unhealthy for you? What about those lip fillers you've had for years? You know, she was uh, she was on Days of Our Lives a million years ago. She was Billy, yes, and until they replaced her with a hot Billy. Remember they did that? <laughs> don't. I don't recall when they, how they replaced her with a hot Billy. Yeah, there was a, there was her, and then they replaced her with a hot her. She has lips, and I you you, you know they're not natural. I mean they're they're fake lips. Yeah, but she's always had those. Has she? She wasn't they've doing just, Botox gotten, thirty years ago, was she? They've gotten bigger. Yeah, like they're like inflated with uh, expansion foam. 
a little weird, isn't it? It's a little bit much. It's kind of like alien-like. Like, she almost looks like an alien. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, on that new documentary, uh, The Price of Glee, Naya Rivera's dad says uh, she and Leah Michelle were always at each other's throats, but at the same time, they, quote, respected each other's talent. Okay. All right. All right. You respect my talent? I respect your talent. I respect yours. Ron Howard would like to see a backdraft made into a TV series. The movie's 30-something years old. Yeah, but now's the time to break the storyline into, like, multiple episodes. I guess so. <laughs> that two-hour movie, you couldn't really get to the bottom of the thing. Give us, give us 12 episodes. He said, uh, quote, you could get the scope and the intensity that uh, we had to do all in you could get the scope and the intensity that we had to do all in camera. Now we uh, could uh, could do it efficiently and safely. Oh, he's saying that they could do CGI now versus yes. them actually being. But isn't like being part of a real fire? Isn't that like kind of the whole thing about being authentic? <sighs> he's a director. This means money in his pocket. I still remember him as little Opie Taylor. Me too. Yeah. YouTuber slash influencer Corey Struve was arrested at a hotel bar Sunday for allegedly being drunk and disorderly and kicking a police officer. Was that she, wrong? She denies it and says she was rough, she was roughed up by the police. No, 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 no. They hit me. Just before or after she kicked him? Uh, this was after she kicked him. Yeah. Hmm. Well, That's what are you going to do? See, this is the thing. Uh, I always feel when I've uh, had too much to drink, yeah. that kicking a cop is usually a mistake. Oh, absolutely. There's very little ways of ways around getting out of something like that. Uh, it's not uncommon for actors to do explicit scenes and regret them later. You want to hear some of these uh, examples? Hold on, let me get a pen. Mary Louise Parker. Uh -huh. While she did some explicit sex scenes for Showtime's Weeds, the one she regrets uh, the most was just a nude scene in a bathtub. She goes, I didn't think I needed to be naked, and I fought with the director about it, and now I'm bitter. I wish I hadn't have done that. You were in a bathtub. Yeah. People who are in a bathtub are usually naked. Yeah, but you don't it need to show... It was completely necessary for the for the role. Her point is you don't need to show everything. Yes, but if someone is filthy, I would like to see them in a bathtub. That's true, too. Helen Mirren, she's participated in her share of on-screen naughtiness, but always reluctantly. I've always had a problem doing nudity. I hated it. You know what? I can speak for the rest of the people that have seen Helen Mirren movies. We hated it, too. Uh, the younger Helen Mirren, absolutely not. Yeah, but not Helen Mirren now. Listen, you know, she's a, she is a, a mature lady, but still quite beautiful. Uh, Natalie Portman, she stripped for Wes Anderson's short film Hotel Chevalier, and while she doesn't necessarily regret it, she's bothered by the way it was splashed all over the internet. Mm. She goes, I don't really have regret, regret, uh, regrets. It's more like I don't uh, like the misappropriation of stuff. Like when you create something as part of a story and then just a piece of it ends up on a porn site. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's to know we know she watches porn now. All I heard in that, uh, that quote was a lot of blah, blah, blah. Did you, did you hear anything that meant any sense? No. I, I didn't think so. Yeah. Kate Winslet, uh, you've seen her naked plenty of times, but the one she regrets is the Titanic. She said fans approach her with the copies of Jack's sketch all day long. <laughs> yeah. 
How could you do that? How could you bring the naked photo up to her and say, hey, could you please sign this? I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's lots of uh, very scummy and inappropriate people in the world. I guess so. I just don't, I wouldn't have the, uh, the gonads to do that. And Kim Kardashian threw a Hello Kitty birthday party for her kid. No kidding. Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a Hello Kitty was when Ray J finger jiggled the whisker biscuit and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. And Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but Scroto Baggins once joined the gristle <laughs> missile deep into the puckered brown eye. <laughs> That's like Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, I just like him. Yeah. It, was, it was his younger cousin. Her chlamydia canal was leeching like a slug in a salt mine. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is inserting the gerbil into the cod crater got me flooding that tuna tunnel tier faster than a snot <laughs> off a whip. Don't ask me to say that twice. It won't come out of my mouth the same way. Literally. And that's your Hollywood trash from Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 in ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today and tomorrow with a high of 45. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, one of the, I did not tell you this already, but uh, today, Code Word Alexa begins. Ooh, Code Word Alexa. Yeah, that's right. Your, uh, your chance to win an Amazon Echo Dot. We will tell you what the, uh, the code word is around 7.50 this morning. And give you instructions on what to do with that code so you can win yourself an Amazon Echo Dot. Well, I'm sure our producer will take all the uh, <clears throat> information and give it to us so we can properly do that and yeah. do now hear this at the same exact time. Because <clears throat> you can't not let your uh, Wait, your benchmark go. No, well, listen, we can we can do both. Are you sure about that? Yes, because the audience doesn't need to participate in either one. I can't even walk and chew gum at the same time. I don't know what you're talking about running a contest and doing now hear this. That's bananas. Let me try to balance all of that on my broad, Dude, masculine shoulders. Should I call in reinforcements? <laughs> if, if you've got someone you can find, <laughs> yeah, so, sure. Uh, well, you know, there's people lurking around here somewhere. Uh, so I had to, you know, I love the long weekend. I love a, I love a night. We should have a long weekend every weekend. I, I, you know what? A four-day work week is very undervalued. You know, I love it. I'm reading up more about that, how people are doing this. Some work from, like, part of the week you work from home and part of the week you're you're in the office. Yeah. I would do that. Why can't we do that? We should do that. Most of my work is done at home. Right. But I just I'm, don't know if we could do the show from my sure house, you your could. house, listen, combination of the two. Listen, 1010 wins in New York City, the most listened to radio station in the entire world. Yeah has people working from their homes, like Lee, whatever is it? What's Lee that? Harris? Lee Harris. No, I think Lee Harris is going in. No, I'm pretty sure he's working from home because you can hear it when you listen to the thing. Uh, you, know, you can hear, oh, well, we'll have to get that back on the uh, the dial here. Now, I happen to know for a fact that Lee Harris has a toaster in his studio. Yeah. He's got a coffee maker yeah, and, and a, a microwave. He's got a Keurig. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. you can hear the thing gurgling at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, oh, my cup yeah. is ready. And then, you, you know, Lee... Grabs his cup, introduces the next uh, news item, and then boom, that's how it happens. Yes. his whole career. The Keurig machine. You give us two minutes, we'll give you a caramel swirl. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I love the I love the long weekends, and uh, went to went to um, 
the Yankee. We did the whole Yankee candle thing on on Saturday. Did you really with the with the, uh, the butterfly museum and all oh, that stuff yeah. up there? Yeah. Which, uh, man, that place is cleaning up. <laughs> yes, it is. Sixteen dollars for an adult to go yeah. into that thing, and yeah. uh, fourteen for the kid. But it provides a lifetime of memories. Now, how many uh, how many butterflies did you see? Uh, lots of butterflies. One that just uh, wouldn't leave me alone. Steve, you're there to see butterflies. If a I butterfly know. is showing you a little bit of friendliness, yeah, then he's doing his job. He's making sure you're getting your money's worth. All those well, I, butterflies I, have been trained to go and find the person that spent the most amount of money in the gift shop. Yes, that's the other thing, too. The gift shop is ridiculously overpriced, too. What's going on with that? I can make fun of this place because I spent a lot of money there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. There was lots of people spending kinds of money there. So anything that I say about it isn't going to be, uh, you know, detrimental to your business. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it, it's cool. It's cool to see all that stuff. You know what I like to do? In that first, like, area where you walk in. Yeah. There's... Um, there's like, I don't know, there's other, there's lizards and stuff. They have this like whole display of all these other things that you can look at, snakes and stuff like that. And then, uh, one of these is big giant cockroaches. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I like to flip the light on and off of the top of the tank and watch them all scatter. It's hilarious. It's <laughs> good fun. Yeah. I'm sure the people at the sanctuary probably love that too. Yeah. They probably don't, but mm. you know what? It is fun for you. It is fun. And you just spent 16 bucks to get in. That's right. I if if I'm paying 16 bucks dag nabbit, I'm going to be pushing that light button. Listen, is the light accessible to everybody? Yes. Well, then they have no excuse. Yeah, it doesn't say do not touch the light at the top of the tank. It's just a it's just a light there. Do you go, you know, you every every now and then like a like a video will pop up mm-hmm. on the internet of someone doing the same exact thing. Like, they'll turn the lights off. Yeah. And then, like, let's say, for example, there's, like, uh, some, uh, you got a wall, see, and you got, like, a chair rail mm-hmm. and, like, uh, some wainscoting on the, thing, on the thing, and then you turn the light on and you see all, like, hundreds and hundreds of cockroaches coming out from oh, underneath yeah, yeah. The, the wainscoting Gross. up on the walls Ugh. and you turn the, the light off and they, they scatter back under, you know, behind it. Like, you would never see them. Until they go into the wall. It's so gross. That is disgusting. So gross. I don't even want to think about that. But uh, so, yeah, we and then we went and ate at um, Go Ten. It's a hibachi place in Sunderland. How was that? It was delicious. Really? Yeah. Uh, I haven't done hibachi in years. Can't say I have either. That, uh, that they pretty, yeah, they do an amazing job when they, you know. Yeah. Do that whole thing, and they, they cook everything. I want a griddle. That's what I want now. That's my next thing. Like a, like gotta, a big Blackstone thing? Yeah, like, uh, the, the, like the thing that they cook on. I want a table like that in my house yeah. where people can sit around it, and then you can cook at it right in you front know, of everybody. It's It looks great, but, you know, you have to have be uh, specifically trained in order to, like, to throw eggs up in the air or, like, you'll catch you know, shrimp oh, yeah, tails no, no, no. in your jacket I'm, I'm pocket. Not, I'm not doing any of that stuff. I just want the idea. I just like the, you know, the camaraderie of, yeah. with, with the people sitting at the table and uh, somebody cooking there. You know what I want? I mean, that sounds great, but, you know, they're they're pricey. I'd rather go cheap. You know what I'd rather have? What? I'd rather have a squirt bottle of miso. Like, that's what I really want. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. you want the squirt bottle of rubbing alcohol that they make all the flames with. <laughs> I'll that, take it. Let me tell you, that stuff puts off some heat when they do that whole thing with the they, the guy makes a volcano out of oh, the, yeah. the onion rings, 
and he stacks them up, and then he pours the alcohol in there, and he lights it on fire with a lighter, and the thing goes. You know, it, the, the thing about hibachi that's so spectacular is it's such a great show mm-hmm. that you almost don't even care whether or not the food is any good. Like, no, no one sits there and says, oh, this food is terrible. They're like, wow, well, what a great show. Yeah, actually, the food, I mean, I think the food, I think if somebody's doing that for you, the food is going to taste good. I can't imagine I've never, somebody I've cooking. Never, I've never cook- had a bad one, but yet I've seen. But I've heard some people say, "I'll never go back to that place again." But I've never had somebody cook fresh food in front of me, and then I, I'll be like, "Oh, well, that doesn't really taste that great." I've always seen that, like the uh, like the knife work mm-hmm. is a little busy. Like if, if I'm slapping my knives around the house. Yeah, but you're not a professional uh, Japanese hibachi chef. No, I know I'm not. Yeah, but but but. How do I know what their qualifications are? They're just slapping knives and tossing salt and pepper shakers and, you know, like throwing an egg and having it land on a, on a spatula. Yeah. I never forget how that happens. You know what they didn't have, which I didn't, I, I really wish they would. And I wonder if this is like a thing now where they can't do this anymore. They used to have the little uh, squirt bottle of the little kid peeing. Oh, you press his head, and, and then his, you press his head, and, and then the his junk would, would come out. Yeah, it would pee the water out of the uh, out of the <laughs> bottle and. Uh, Tamp down the flame on the on the hibachi. They don't do that anymore. It's too bad. I wonder if that's like a, one of those uh, sexual assault things that nobody wants to talk about. I would have called that a showstopper. Yeah, it's like it's like you don't expect that to happen, even though it happens to every single one of them. But if so, fantastic. Yeah, I wonder if that that's changed because usually all the hibachis used to do that. They yeah. all had the same little statue. And this was where now? This was a uh, Sunderland. Sunderland. Yeah. So I thought it was spelled Go Ten. But it's G-O-T-E-N. I thought oh, it was okay. G-O and then the number 10. And I okay. was like, well, that makes more sense now that I looked it up. Is it go 10 or gotten? Could be gotten, too. Hmm. But it was it was, it was was uh, pretty pretty darn good. Oh. I'll tell you that. Sounds like you had a hell of a weekend. I did have a hell of a weekend. And I went to a Thunderbirds game yesterday. How'd that go? That was a pretty, well, it didn't go so well for the Thunderbirds. But it uh, it was cool uh, actually getting to witness some fights. Nice. Because I love taking my kids to watch uh, grown men beat the living snot out of each other. That's family entertainment. That, and we got to see blood on the ice, too. Ooh, good. It was good. a big, giant uh, splatter of it. Oh, man. that's you, yeah. you spend good money on that one. But uh, it was just brutal. You know, because the Thunderbirds come out, and within the first minute, they score. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, yeah, here we go. Let's uh, let's rally this place up. And then the other team scored like six more times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. So well. it was uh, – but it was pretty packed in there. It was a pr- pretty good uh, pretty good day there. Had a lot of schools there because a lot of schools were off. Sure. So Martin Luther King Day, that place was hopping. How about that? Yeah. I haven't, been, I haven't been to a hibachi restaurant in a, in a real long time. Yeah. Maybe it's about time you and I go to go and uh, sit by uh, sit by the grill. we got to go to a really good one. Yeah. Got to find uh, which one's the best around here. Well, you got uh, you got anyone around here? Uh, Alan and Cooley, I think, is uh, Tokyo. Isn't that uh, hibachi? Is it a hibachi place? I think it I don't is. Know. Well, we'll have to go there. Why not? Let's do it. Do they do uh, hibachi at uh, 10.59 in the morning? <laughs> That's what I, want. I don't know. I don't know how long it takes to fire those things up. Well, we're going to find out. It's 622 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hi, John Hazen from Hazen Paper in Holyoke. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 627 and Tom Petty. 
with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, sunny today and tomorrow with a high of 45, uh, and it's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, code word Alexa. We told you about that. Uh, give you all the details about uh, how to win that uh, in just a little bit. But also, uh, Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com will be joining us after 8 o'clock this morning. All right. All right. You want to laugh? I am ready to laugh. Let's laugh. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. On Rock 102. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Springfield's classic rock. Uh, have you heard? It's Diarrhea Awareness Week. No, I hadn't heard. Runs till Friday. Ah! (laughs) You see, (laughs) the reason why that's funny is uh, because diarrhea is a bowel uh, thing, and and, then that can happen very quickly. It's called the runs. It's called the runs, and then uh, the sale would be something that would be running till Friday. You see how it all just ties together? Oh, I do. Oh, man. That uh, that was funny. That, yeah, that was. I can find the stupid (laughs) thing. Backs and Nagel in the morning. On Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Here's your Western Mass News. 631. With Backs and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days and includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. The Springfield Fire Department has been sent to 242 College Street for a house fire this morning. Crews are still working to put out that fire, and there's a lot of visible damage to the home. According to Captain Drew Piemonte, they were sent to the fire at approximately 3.30. The fire started on the back porch on the third floor. Eight people are now without a home and are being assisted by the Red Cross. There's no reported injuries at this time, and the arson and bomb squad is investigating the cause. Uh, 22 News spoke with one family that lived in the house, and they said they only had minutes to grab each other and some clothes. I, I don't know how you have the, the guts to walk up to somebody who's just been through a traumatic experience going, Hey, uh, what's it feel like to escape a house fire? See, if I were a reporter, and I think every day that I'm not, I would rather go up to the firefighters or a first responder or someone who is speaking on behalf of of first responders and talk to them. I would feel real uncomfortable talking to someone who's just lost everything in a fire. Yeah. It's just, I, that's just not me. Hey. Hey. We got the live uh, coverage on 22 right oh, now. that house is gutted. Yeah, it's not good. That thing is good. Um, yeah, hey. Hey, you just you just lost your home in a fire. How do you feel? Well, I'm feeling okay. You know, yeah. I'm feeling pretty good. What are you going to do now? Oh, I'm going to stay in a Red Cross uh, created shelter. Well, I just heard there's a there's a great hibachi restaurant up in uh, Sunderland. I'm thinking about going up there. No, we heard, could, just heard we that could, on the radio could, from Steve Nagel on Rock 102. We could definitely do it. We've been standing out here listening to the show all morning long. I'm sure that's not how they respond. You don't think the fire department shows up and then cranks up Rock 102 while they're putting out a firehouse? Uh, you know, like <clears throat> we're playing burning down the house. I don't and think the firefighters so. firefighters are rocking back and forth trying to put out those flames. I, I don't think Rock 102 is playing uh, in the background of a, of or, a major or, fire. Or, or like, I'm on fire. Or, or fire. <laughs> fire for <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> or burning for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. No, I don't think we'd do anything as 
crass and ir- irresponsible or something See, like that. You know, we could be the soundtrack to all the fires. You know what? You should bring that up. Next time you talk to a BJ Calpy, say, yeah. hey, have you ever thought about having like a mobile DJ service at some of these fires? Well, you know how... <laughs> You know how we don't even You've need got a, all this equipment. Yeah, but you don't even need yeah, you don't you don't need to hire a DJ. You just what what you do is you have us make you a CD. You know how like when we go to some of those uh mixtape. Like a mixtape. Yeah. And when we go to like some of these events where you can't get a signal anywhere. Yeah. So we have this like it's already made up. It's like it's like two hours worth of music. And it's got all the the IDs for Rock 102 in it. Yeah, yeah. We could personalize it for the fire department and play all like hot song, like songs that have to do with fire. I, I think it would. I think it would be good yeah. if you had somebody on that detail. So like, you know, you got some guys coming off the uh, off the ladder, some guys you know hooking up to the, the fire hydrants, yeah. and you got one guy to hit play. Yeah, which guy's gonna run? Who's gonna run the CD player? <laughs> who's gonna do that? Yeah, for us? yeah, yeah. Take off, take off your fire glove and hit play. Hey, uh, Costco Calvi, can you hit play on that on that CD button in there? <laughs> you get the big subwoofer coming out of the back oh, of the yeah, fire, yeah. fire truck. That's going to be awesome. Uh, police in the central mass town of uh, Brookfield and state police detectives assigned to the Worcester County DA's office say they are currently investigating the whereabouts of 35-year-old Brittany T. of Brookfield. According to police, T. was last seen leaving a residence in Brookfield on Tuesday, January 10th, around 8.30 p.m. in the area of Lewis Field on Main Street. Uh, Bethany T., Brittany's sister, said she had her phone, we think her iPad, because we didn't find it, and her wallet. Anyone in town with security cameras are asked to contact the police. That's according to the Worcester DA, uh, Joseph Early, said in a post on social media. If it doesn't lead us somewhere, it helps us eliminate uh, different things that can help us go in the right direction. Uh, Early said there was an ongoing search in Brookfield involving multiple local and state search teams. T. worked at a local liquor store and was well-known around town. Her family said she had no immediate plans outside of central Massachusetts. So if you have any information, you're asked to call the state police. Uh, let's see. There's other stuff here, and I will get to it. You ready? Sure. One person was arrested following a deadly shooting uh, near a gas station at the intersection of Union Street and Memorial Avenue in West Springfield yesterday afternoon. West Springfield police were called to the gas station around 1.08 p.m. for a report of the shooting. When officers arrived, they found a man suffering from a gunshot wound. He was taken to the hospital where he later died from his injuries. A suspect has been arrested and a firearm was located in the area. According to West Springfield police, the two people involved knew each other. West Springfield police said there's no threat to the public and the Hamden DA's office is assisting in the investigation. A shooting at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday. At a gas station. On a holiday, no less. I suppose when you got a score to settle, you don't really worry about uh, you know what day it is. You don't? No, I don't think so. It's too bad. Well, usually uh, I, I, I save my shoot weekend shootings for Friday, Saturday. Oh, I don't want to ruin the whole weekend. Well, that's why you do it early on a Friday night. Mm, no. Uh, yeah. Friday nights, I just want to go home and relax. A wind down from the yeah. Week. I want to wind yeah. down. I don't want to start you know loading my guns. A uh, suspect in a May 2021 armed assault incident has been found guilty and sentenced to prison. According to the Hamden DA sp- spokesperson Jim Lydon, Edgar Gomez Diaz was uh, sentenced in Superior Court Thursday and will serve 12 to 15 years in prison. He was found guilty the day before of uh, armed assault with intent to murder and a slew of other charges. Springfield were called to a shots fired incident around 12:20 p.m. on May 4th. 
of 2021 where a shooting victim was found outside of a building on Spring Street. The victim was shot six times. Uh, the speed at which members of the Springfield Police Department arrived on scene surely saved this man's life. The thorough and excellent investigation led to the quick arrest of the defendant and skillful prosecution by uh, Assistant DA Jeffrey Clark. I hope this verdict brings a measure of justice to the victim for the severe trauma he has to endure. endure. That's uh, according to DA Anthony Galuni. Yeah, see, there's good, good work. Following up on stuff, uh, what was that, a year and a half ago? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> I guess crime never stops. Neither does the courts. And I don't think uh, Anthony Galuni sleeps a sleeps a, a moment. He's always looking into something. He's Harvey Dent. I hope it ends better for him. It's going to end a lot better for him. I would hope so. Animal lovers are being targeted on social platforms like Facebook uh, for fake lost dog photos. The same goes for missing people, too. Scammers are using tactics to trick a user to click on the post of a dog or person that appears to be in need of help. Uh, the report from the Better Business Bureau says it's very tempting to want to reshare a post on Facebook if it means helping someone. However, if the post is clicked on, clicked on this will immediately redirect a user to another website that is not legit and is looking for monetary donations. I've seen this before. Yeah, and we got uh, Steve Weissman coming up uh, later on today to talk about uh, scams of all kinds. Yeah, so we'll we'll ask him about this one. Yeah, I'm that's pretty, a good scam. I'm pretty sure he sent me some of these before. <laughs> He's like, yeah, Steve, uh, just click on this. Yeah. Uh, there's a missing dog in my neighborhood. There's also a missing $1,000 from your bank account. Wait a minute. Why, why do I have to pay you for information about your missing dog? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. It happens. It happens. Uh, Westfield police are asking for your help to identify suspects after pride flags were stolen from a home yet again. Police shared surveillance photos of the suspects along with a third person who were involved in the theft of several gay pride flags from a South Maple Street home. This marked the fifth time in the last year that this address has been targeted for the theft or vandalism of similar items. Police said the suspects then burned the flags behind the YMCA before being picked up in a vehicle. At a YMCA? It's fun to stay at the YMCA. It's fun to burn some flags at YMCA. (laughs) You shouldn't be burning anything at the YMCA. Except calories. That's right. On the, on the On the elliptical, that's the only thing you should be burning at a YMCA. I don't, you know, five times the same house gets targeted for vandalism. On the other hand, wouldn't you stop putting stuff up outside? It's, uh, you know, I would think after like the second time, I'd probably say, okay, maybe I'll just, uh, maybe I, I won't leave things out. But, you know, but you know what? I mean, it's on the other hand, you could say, you know, good for them for you know refusing to back down from this kind of, you know, it's abuse, really. Yeah. You know, they're just expressing themselves in a way that uh, they have the right to express themselves. And there are some jerks out there that uh, want nothing to do with it. So they'll take the flag and they'll burn it and, like, uh, think they're hilarious for doing it. Man, that was so fun. Let's do this four more times. But again, you got to respect the fact that, uh, you know, these people are, are... insistent upon putting this stuff out and saying, hey, you know what? We will not be intimidated by this sort of harassment. 
A uh, 45-year-old man in Indiana named Shane Osborne was arrested on Saturday for felony child neglect after he allowed a toddler to walk around an apartment complex with a loaded gun. A neighbor called the police after seeing the kid on their surveillance camera holding the gun and pulling the trigger. The kid was only wearing a diaper. I've been shooting this thing before I was in diapers. Now, I'm going to assume that this kid was not properly licensed. Is that right? Yeah, I don't think he has an FID card. The uh, police showed up, and live footage of the arrest was broadcast on a reality TV show called On Patrol Live, which follow cops on duty. That seems kind of suspect. Shouldn't they rename a show like that, My Dad is a Douchebag? Yeah, I think so. But doesn't it seem kind of coincidental that they were filming a TV show and this particular incident happens to happen? Or do you think that maybe they found the footage and then submitted it to the TV show? Maybe. As opposed to set up like a camera crew waiting for things to happen. The can well, it says that there was a live footage. There's live footage of this. It's probably the security camera from someone's house. No, it's 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 live. It was broadcast on television. Okay. It was that show that it's live PD. I you've never seen that before? No, I have never. Where they do that they go back and forth. It was the it's the guy from Court TV, Dan Dan Abrams, maybe? Okay, sure. Yeah. I think it's Dan Abrams, host the show. And then they go back and forth between different police departments. They got camera crews following them around. Okay. Uh, anyway, the man claimed he didn't know that his son had a gun, and he has trouble watching him at all times because, you know, he's quick. Yeah, he's quick, all right. <laughs> he also claimed that he didn't even own a gun, but that his cousin does, and his cousin had been there recently. Well, that makes sense. Sure. Well, so, it's, see, your, so I, it's the cousin who is irresponsible. Listen, my cousin uh, coming over to the house, uh, leaving his guns around. I don't. I can't. I'm not keeping. I'm not. I don't have a gun check at the door. You have an idea how many cousins I got coming over there to my house? Yeah, dozens. And, and this little rug rat, I can't keep track of him for more than five hours. I thought he, I thought the kid was a little rambunctious when I gave him throwing stars for Christmas. Uh, police uh, found the semi-automatic gun in a desk, by the way, when they searched the house. Mm. But not locked in the desk. No. no. Luckily, it wasn't loaded, though. <clears throat> so the kid I'm sure, was just playing. I'm sure there have been plenty of loaded things in that apartment. Um, yeah, ex- including, up to and including the dad, <laughs> who can't keep up with his son because he's quick. He's a quick boy. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 45. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. G- rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 650. And the Eagles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today and tomorrow with a high of 45 for both days. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. All right, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, the uh, all the business to attend to. The Amazon Echo Dot is the new radio for your home, and you can listen to Rock 102 simply by saying something as simple as, Alexa, play Rock 102. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have an Alexa, and your Alexa just heard me saying that, Yeah. pretty good chance the Alexa was already playing Rock 102. So I don't think it's going to just play it twice. But if your Alexa is not operating and you're listening to the radio on some other source, you might want to go back home and uh, turn that thing off. Gotcha. We're giving you a chance to win this futuristic little device by listening weekday mornings. Every weekday at 7.50, we're going to announce a different code word. When you hear that code word, you'll have until noon each day to enter that code word for your chance to win the new Amazon Echo Dot 
We'll choose a winner every weekday afternoon. It's Code Word Alexa, uh, and it's brought to you by Michelob Ultra, helping to keep your New Year's resolution and Rock 102 Springfield Classic Rock. Sounds like a plan, man. All right, there you go. We'll definitely be doing that. Uh, The other thing I want to talk about, and this this is... uh, to be honest, I'm uh, I, I'm profoundly saddened by this, and uh, and let me explain uh, what this is all about. Uh, years ago, from 1995 to about uh, 2010, uh, we were co-hosts of the MDA Telethon every right. year, and we would go, we would be a part of the broadcast, and uh, you know we got to know a good deal of the families that would volunteer their time and uh, and support. MDA and Jerry's kids and then you know they raise loads of money every single year and uh and you know among those families uh you know had uh, we're, we're facing horrific challenges uh with the kids and these these terrible diseases but one of the families that you know we got to know uh were the Dutton family uh you know Ronnie his wife Lynn Jessica and their son uh, Ron Jr. Uh, I found out about this, unfortunately, after the fact, and I feel terrible about it. But uh, but Ronnie uh, Ronnie Dutton died. Uh, his funeral was yesterday. Uh, Ronnie, for many years, was the goodwill ambassador for MDA, and a phenomenal kid, and a great great family. Uh, died just short of uh, his 39th birthday, which would have been uh, later on uh, this month. So I just, you know, I want to take a take a moment and at least express my 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 sympathies and my sorrow for your family. Uh, these are really really good people, as so many people in the MDA organization uh, are and have been and were. And we've lost a lot of uh, very dear friends as a result of some of these diseases in the Dutton family. Uh, you know, my heart goes out to them because uh, you know Ronnie was a wonderful kid and uh, and deserved better in life. But certainly made the hell certainly made the best of his time here. Almost thirty nine years old. It's pretty remarkable. So I my hats off to them and my sympathies to uh, their friends and family, uh, the Dutton family. So there you go. There you go. It's uh, six fifty four with Bax and Nagel on Rock one oh two. And now Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if you were aware of this, but I have a lot of distractions going on right now. Jumps just coming off a three-day weekend, exactly two months away from the start of March Madness. I'm busy trying to win a billion-dollar lottery jackpot. I almost don't have time to devote much attention to the sort of ass-kickery that is currently being dished out by the Boston Celtics right now. And that's a shame, because while I've been busy watching the time pass away, the Celtics are on a vicious seven-game winning streak in which they are dismantling other teams, ripping their lungs out of their faces, and pounding their carcasses on the floor to squeeze every little bit of life out of their demoralized bodies. Okay, maybe that's a little bit too descriptive, but how about this? The Celtics are busy manhandling everything that gets thrown at them because they are a team of destiny and a team of men facing teams that are weak and stupid. How else could you explain how the Celtics crushed the Charlotte Hornets yesterday afternoon by a score of 130 to 118? 
Yes, the Hornets are the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Sure, they played him two games in a row. Yes, Jason Tatum dropped 51 points against him. And yes, there were chants that followed asserting that Jason Tatum should be the MVP of the league. Yes, it was the Celtics' seventh win in a row as they continue to own the very best record in the National Basketball Association. Sure, it's easy to forget how good they are since we're still months away from the postseason where it actually matters, but it's also easy to forget this is the fifth time this season that Jason Tatum has scored over 50 points in a game. It's also easy to forget that the Celtics have a lot of other crappy teams left on their schedule, including Thursday night when they host Golden State. Now, before you panic, let me just state that Golden State stinks. They only have five road uh, wins all season long and a crappy record of 22 wins and 22 losses. If you were going to go on an eight-game winning streak, now would be the time to do it. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Where are you going to put all that stuff cluttering up your kitchen counter, clogging up the garbage? You go to the, to the garage, you go to Rocky's, get shelving and storage bins. They're on sale now. It's a new year, and the theme this year is decluttering with your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 708 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 45 today. Sunny and a high of 46 tomorrow. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. You're like, uh, you're a big user of the uh, the loco weed, aren't you? The devil's lettuce. The wacky tabacky. Yeah. Yeah, you like that stuff, right? I do. I don't uh, typically get a whole hell of a lot out of it. And I, you know, I've tried here and there. I've dabbled. And I don't feel like uh, I get uh, much out of it. Not that long ago, I took uh, like a, a a chocolate, yeah, to help me help me sleep. Mm-hmm. I was up all night. All right, maybe you're not taking enough. You gotta get uh, you gotta get nice and blasted. Yeah, I don't know if I want to really need to get blasted. I just uh, was up literally all night long, and I said, well, "Okay, I'll try the next night to see if if it was just like a bad night's sleep." And I was up uh, all night long that night too. So. Uh, you need to get like in the groove. You need to get like a like a really good buzz going, <clears throat> and uh, put on a pair of earbuds and listen to the dark side of the moon. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, get just get lost. I think I'm worried that if I if I start doing it, I'm just going to become too wonderful and uh, and just get in the way of Max, everybody. You can't be any more wonderful than you already are. Well, Steve, thank you very much for that uh, that nonsense you just uh, sprayed out. But uh, you know. Uh, the dispensaries here in Massachusetts, and you folks in Connecticut are just starting to dabble, to you know, uh, and dip your toe into that right now. But some of the uh, the dispensaries have uh, available to us in Massachusetts are raking in big freaking dollars, and uh, a new study has just been released on how much we're talking about. Yeah, uh, Insa in Springfield, the one. This is only the one on Columbus Avenue. Yeah, it's not just their other locations. Right. Uh, total sales, $72 million. $72 million. Which is, I think, only half of what they were making at Luxburger. Well, Luxburger really... They were just trying too hard down yeah, there. I think they're really cleaning <clears> up that, over there. That's what happened. But $72 million just for that one location. And... It's amazing that that even happens with the amount of weed that's available on the black market. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, here's the thing that's amazing to me, uh, because the statistic that we that we got 
is that it's seventy-two million dollars over seventy-two million dollars in sales. Mm-hmm. It represents two point four nine percent of the total Massachusetts dispensary sales. That's crazy. But when you think about that, yeah, this one location represents two percent of all, all the sales. cannabis that's going on in in the state of Massachusetts. Yeah, and how it doesn't say here how many dispensaries there are now in the state because they're they're going up all over the place. You know, we just talked about that north last week in Northampton, where the, Northampton is finally going. Okay, maybe you got a little too much here. <laughs> we only have fourteen of them. There are 19, 19 dispensaries in Massachusetts, according to the internet. Nineteen? Uh, There's got to be more than that. There's fourteen alone up in Northampton. Yeah, you're right. That's oh, I'm t- I'm sorry. Yeah, that's as of twenty sixteen. I'm way behind the eight ball whoa, on that one. Whoa, 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 whoa! There you go. There, yeah. There's a there's a a number of them. Let's just put it that way. Number two is a rise from Drakeit, forty nine million dollars. Comcan Inc. in Millis. Where's Millis? That's the eastern part of the state. But you talk about Millis. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Millis, right, was the stepson of of, uh, of Mr. Drummond. Mr. Drummond. Uh, Here's the, the number four I can't even fathom because number four, uh, the num- and this is the, the highest grossing dispensary in the state, is my hometown, Comcan Incorporated in Rehoboth. Uh, and again, this is a town of about 10,000 people. It uh, represents 1.36% of the total Massachusetts dispensary sales. This little tiny town. I even know the street. Okay, but how far are you from the Rhode Island border? Real close. That's what makes the difference. Yes. When, and if you have something that people want, then... You know, put even putting it in a rural area, people are going to come out to it. There, yeah. there was that one in. Um, we stopped at one. I think. Uh, I think it was Great Barrington. My kid went to went to camp over the summer. Theory Wellness. No, I don't think it was Theory. Because that's number five. No, it wasn't Theory. Wow. Uh, oh, maybe it was. It might have been Theory. Mm-hmm. It's I- like it's like out in the middle of nowhere. But yeah. people from Connecticut are coming up and going to that one. That's that's what makes them so popular is when you – but now with Connecticut having their dispensaries, how much is this going to affect sales? This will be interesting to see what these numbers are next year now that you've got other states that are legalized around us. Well, it's still going to represent a per- percentage of Massachusetts sales. And you're right. It, it, as, as other states begin to introduce recreational – marijuana even medical you know closer to bordering states you're going to have you know a lot of people questioning you know how that affects business but you know when you got into the ground floor of this and you see that that insa let's just let's take insa in springfield because it's the one that's yeah that's closest to us when you thought that insa was gonna you know take over that space at where Luxburger had been, where the uh, where the visitors center had been, I don't think anybody could have predicted seventy two million dollars no, in I sales. I wouldn't have predicted that. I'm not even sure the people that own Insa could have predicted those kinds of sales. And the number one sales in the state of Massachusetts. I, I mean, you know, to me, that's just a, just a remarkable. It's a convenient location, though. 
especially for your out-of-state people. Yeah. You come right across the border from Connecticut, you're off the highway, go get your stuff, and then you're back on the highway again. Interestingly enough, because I'm going to assume of the competition that's arised, uh, that's arisen in Northampton, mm-hmm. none of the Northampton uh, dispensaries yeah. are in the top 10. Which which I'm surprised at. I would have thought Netta would have been high up on that list. They they certainly would have, like right as they opened. Yeah. But now that you've got so a dozen of them, yeah. you're going to go to the one that's either giving you the best experience or the one that's closest to your house. Yeah, because Netta was the first one to open recreationally. Yeah. That's weird. The uh, the next closest one, Great Barrington Theory Wellness number 5, uh, Insa in Salem, and then there's a mass alternative care in Chicopee, thirty million dollars, representing one point four nine percent of uh, dispensary sales. That's another surprising one because it's so far off the beaten path. Main Street in Chicopee. Yeah, but it's like you, you know, yeah, you are. I guess you are close to the Mass Pike and all that Burnett Road area. Yeah, uh, kind of thing. But it takes. It, that's what I'm saying. Ince is probably making all that money because they're right off the highway as opposed to trying to. But again, that was surprising, too, because it's on, like you said, Main Street and Chicopee, which is kind of you have to. It takes time to get there. Yeah. Off the highway. So I don't know. When I, when I see numbers like this, you know, how many businesses are there? Just in, say, downtown, just in downtown Springfield that are making anywhere close to $72 million in sales on anything. That could be an entire area of town collectively making that with all the businesses in that area. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Show show me a liquor store in the area that's making $72 million in sales in a year. Oh, do you don't think, uh, what's the name of that place? Uh, Eddie's Lick. I don't think Eddie's no, Liquor no, no, is no, making the, that much. No, the one down on uh, Main Street there. Donovan's? Is it Donovan's? Are they, are they still open? I don't even know if they're still open. No, there, there's a... I can't remember the name of the... It's the liquor store yeah, down on yeah. Main Street there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think... I don't think they're making $72 million oh, in you, sales. You never know. You're right near a dispensary. Yeah, but I still don't think you're making that much. I mean, who could have... I mean, they just... You know, when you see this... Yeah. And I realize that, you know, a lot of... What it doesn't say is, you know, how many... You know, how many of the sale, what's the percentage of medical as opposed to recreational? That that they don't say here. That would be interesting to find out. Right, because sales, does that include the tax money? It's saying total sales. So. Yeah, so that's recreational and, uh, well, no, because you got to remember some of these are not medical Places like Incident Springfield is not a medical facility. It's, it's not only a recreational one. The medical one is on Cottage Street off of oh, Cottage that's Street. Right. Yeah. I forgot about that. So this is actually seventy two million dollars in just recreational, recreational sales. alone. Wow. How much is going to that? So you gotta break it down then. You got all this money coming in. But remember all those host agreements and yep. all that stuff? Yep. So where does the money go? Like how much is an owner actually making well the the taxes uh and you know the liability of of owning one of these mm-hmm. facilities is is pretty high you talk to anybody that owns a dispensary and they will tell you that the money that they're claiming is great 
but there's some deception involved yeah. in it because of that. You know, how much does the owner of that facility actually make? Well, that's what be, I'm getting at. Be, be, once you get, it's, and especially once you get past all the overhead yeah. of 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 inventory and you know labor and and all the other things that the state is making you do. Even a portion of $72 million sounds pretty damn good to me. Right, but but it's, a, you know, it, it just goes to show you how much money the state is taking from that. Yeah. If you think, if you, what's the sales tax? I think the sales tax is like 13%. Just the sales tax alone. On on marijuana. On marijuana. And then localities can add, it, it adds up to about 20%. You know, here's the thing. You would think that if the states... Massachusetts in this in particular, but you would think if the states were allowed to benefit off of cannabis sales, that there would be uh, an even faster push to make to 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 grant you know uh, your federal legalization to this. Yeah, because states are raking it in. You know, if it's thirteen percent of all of this money. Just on, on, on one dispensary alone, that's a huge sum of that's cash. That's a cash cow. Of course it is. We should be getting more of that money back in our taxes every year. Well, I mean, some people, and we did get, yeah, well, we we did get, get something another back. One. But, but, you know, but, it, but you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. if, you're, if the state is allowed to benefit in this way because of cannabis sales, then, you know, what are, what are we waiting what, for at and this point? Which doesn't make you wonder, where's all the money going because they're always asking for more money for this or that. Well, if you're generating a lot of this revenue and you don't really even have to do much. You would think that by everybody claiming that the economy is so stagnant and then yeah. you see an industry like this that is uh, you know, exploding to this degree, and there's no other way to put it, then if you were able to legally add this money into the economy in a legitimate way, what would it ultimately do to our economy? What what would it change? Or what you know, what would change as a result of it if you were just to suddenly legalize it everywhere? Um more potholes. That's what we'd have. <laughs> because the people who fill them will be too stoned to do it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. that's a good point. Hey, by the way, uh, apparently Bax hasn't seen all the nip bottles in front of that liquor store downtown. They're definitely making $72 million a year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. It's 722 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Hi. It's- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 727 and the Black Crows of Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny today and tomorrow with a high of 45. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, the daily podcast gets posted every weekday here on rock102.com. You can always listen to the other uh, show after it's over when it's convenient for you on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and like I said, on rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest, Tyke James from the band The Moss. They're about to release a brand new EP on uh, Friday called Insomnia. The title track is really, really good. Uh, Tyke is a former contestant on The Voice. Pretty uh, interesting interview. You'll be able to check that out uh, today on rock102.com. The Voice. Yes. That's a good show. Finished uh, 12th before he got booted off. 12th? 12th. 12th that's, place. That's not good. It's good enough to have uh, stuck around for a little while. Yeah. 
Could you have lasted uh, in 12th place? No, on the voice? I wouldn't. If I didn't come in within the top five, I wouldn't be telling anybody what place I came in. Well, you know, this is still, it's a, he did a good job, good enough to make 12th place. Now he's got a brand new band, and uh, there you go. 12th place isn't even an achievement. Well, you know what? It's uh, it's better than I can do. I'm, pretty, is- I'm pretty sure in the... Uh, in a cast of a thousand, I'd probably uh, hit like nine hundred ninety-five. Who was the twelfth place winner of the Boston Marathon? His name was George, and yeah. he was from uh, Nepal. Who was the twelfth place winner of the Daytona Five Hundred? Uh, that was uh, Jim something. Who was the twelfth seed team in the NFL that didn't make the playoffs this year? Well, they don't. They don't go down to the twelfth seed. That's thing. exactly what I'm getting at. They don't really. Do yeah. Uh, Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com will be joining us after 8 o'clock, and we have news next. He's, he was 12th place in his class at uh, at the DeVry Institute. <laughs> the DeVry School of Law. <laughs> news is next at Rock 102. Here, 732. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news, and it's brought to you by Noonan Energy, a reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing at Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. The Brookfield Police Department is seeking the public's help in locating a missing 35-year-old. Brittany T. of Brookfield was last last seen leaving her residence on Tuesday around 8.30 p.m., according to the Brookfield Police Department. Brittany was last seen wearing a black winter coat, hoodie, jeans, and work boots. She's 5'6", and weighs 120 pounds with brown hair and blue eyes. State police are searching throughout the town Monday and expect to continue their search today. The Worcester DA uh, is asking residents or local businesses to check any surveillance cameras for Brittany. It is asked that if you have any information, you're asked to contact the Brookfield Police Department uh, or their dispatch center. So hmm. it's kind of kind of odd. Yeah, it is. Missing from her home last uh, last Tuesday and then hasn't been seen since. Yeah, the, that's the thing with the like they they ask for like neighbors like. Ring doorbell cameras. If your doorbell went off at the, you know at that time, yeah, you know, let people know. It is kind of amazing how you can compile all that information now that everybody's got these these cameras and all that stuff. But hopefully that'll that'll help. Hopefully, uh, the Springfield Fire Department was sent out to two forty two College Street for a house fire earlier this morning. Crews were still working to put out that fire as of about an hour ago, and there was a lot of visible damage to the home. According to Fire Captain Drew Piemonte, they were sent to uh, the fire at approximately 3.30 a.m. It started on the back porch of the third floor. Eight people are now without a home and are being assisted by the Red Cross. There are no reported injuries at this time, and the arson and bomb squad is investigating the cause of the fire. And uh, 22 News spoke with one family that lived in the home, and they said they only had minutes to grab each other and some clothes. Hey, uh, what was it like for you inside of that house? Uh, it was it was kind of hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, scary. Very scary. Yeah. This time of year, though, I mean, you kind of expect that kind of heat. No, you, you don't really. You know, the uh, the scary part about this is, uh, yes, when your house is on fire, that's uh, maybe I can't think of anything more frightening. But, you know, I'm looking at the at the street view of yeah. this of this. The two houses on either side of this house are very, very close. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it may not be your house that's burning down, but if it's the house next to you, yours could melt too. That's scary as hell too. And, uh, you just, I feel bad for everybody at this.
neighborhood. It's really, awful. The heat from those things. Like you have vinyl siding on your house, and the mm-hmm. house next door is burning next to you. And it appears, melt, melt. appears as though they do. Yeah. Melted siding. That's going to be a hell of an insurance claim. Yeah, that stuff's not cheap. Uh, one person was arrested following a deadly shooting near a gas station at the intersection of Union Street and Memorial Avenue in West Springfield on Monday afternoon. West Springfield police were called to the gas station around 1.08 p.m. for a report of a shooting. When officers arrived, they found a man suffering from a gunshot wound. He was taken to a hospital where he later died from those injuries. A suspect has been arrested and a firearm was located in the area. Uh, the two people involved knew each other. West Springfield police say there is no threat to the public. The Hamden County DA's office is assisting in the investigation. Uh, let's see. Uh, I just lost a bunch of stuff here. How did I do that? Uh, news stories? Yeah. I just, it's like they all closed out on me here. Uh, okay. Let me see if I can uh, come up with something here for you. I got the weather. I got... Uh, oh, it's too early to go into the weather. Uh, listen here. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, here you go. Here's some re- results. A national poll conducted by UMass Amherst is revealing where attitudes on race stand. The poll conducted days before Martin Luther King Jr. Day. While most Americans acknowledge white privilege, six in ten oppose federal reparations for black people. The poll had 1,000 respondents nationwide between January 5th through the 9th. It showed 67% of Americans surveyed expressed anger that racism exists, but when it comes to creating federal policy to provide payment for the descendants of enslaved people, most Americans are against it, and 4 in 10 Americans feel that the federal government definitely should not pursue it. However, State Representative Bud Williams says it's still important to, it's still important to equality, Reparations are very important. Remember after slavery, it was 40 acres and a mule that were promised to all black free people. That never happened. We should have reparations to make uh, black people whole again. Uh, it would. <clears throat> it's estimated it would cost $12 trillion to put in place federal reparations policy with the financial equivalent of $800,000 for each eligible household. $800,000? Yeah. That's a lot of money. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't it be cheaper to get a mule? And what did he say? Forty acres. More mule and forty acres. It would be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Who wants a mule? I do. I could. I, I could make the mule do stuff for me all day long. I don't know how trainable your everyday urban mule might be, but you I don't would... think I could get a mule to like do some house cleaning. No, I don't. I actually think uh, the mule would create more filth. It would be my living mule maid. I mean, forty acres. I mean, that's you know, that's that's something you can do something with. Well, and you could do uh, with forty acres, and you had a mule. You could not only uh, till the fields, but the mule could come in and cook dinner. I don't know of a single mule that knows how to cook. You don't think so? No, I mean, you know, eating grass. Uh, you know, yes, but cooking, I mean, they don't, they have hooves. I mean, how do you, how do you like, you know, grab like a pot full of noodles and, uh, put them in the colander without opposable thumbs? Well, you get help, you know, you get mule children, you marry the mule. <laughs> I don't think you thought this through. <laughs> what? And then when people come over, they're like, wow, your, uh, your mule wife's pretty hot. And I'm like, yeah, you can kiss my ass if you want to. You see? That's the only reason why you want the mule, don't you? You want the line. I just want that line. (laughs)
keep your mule. I'll take the I'll take the eight hundred large and the and the land, please. Yeah. You ever uh, you ever use a hotel mini bar? Yes, I have. Did you ever pay through the nose at a hotel mini bar? Yes, I have. Yeah, everyone knows the mini bar at hotels is a good way to burn through an entire paycheck on three beers and a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. But have you seen this policy yet? Someone on Reddit posted a photo after they stayed at a Marriott in Florida, and there was a sign on the mini fridge that said they'd be charged $50 if they put any of their own stuff into it. A $50 charge? Yeah, if you want to use the fridge, it's 50 bucks. You know, I <laughs> anytime I've ever used, uh, I think I used it once, the mini bar, not realizing what they were going to charge me for using it, and this yeah. goes back a long, long time ago. Uh, and I was like so incensed by the prices that they were, you know, violating me yeah. for. I never used it again. But there are some of these mini bars. You know, it, it's not just the inventory that they check every single time. It's like they know to charge you simply because the weight inside the thing changes. Yeah. 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 Well, like that, they, even if you lift up a bottle just to see what it is. Well, that's what this is. It's it says, ridiculous. It says, quote, the refreshment center is on a sensor. Use of the refreshment center for personal storage will automatically incur a $50 charge. Outrageous. In other words, it looks like they're not charging to make sure you don't buy your own stuff and keep it there to save money. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's another uh, line at the bottom that says guests can call the front desk for, quote, refrigerator requests. So some people think that means you can uh, request an actual fridge for free, but Marriott hasn't commented on that. If they do charge, a few people mentioned a hack to get around it. Call the front desk and tell them you need a fridge to store your medication. They'll probably let you use the mini fridge. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yep. Medication or, say, uh, breast milk. Yes. I don't know if that would work for us. Yeah, I've got... Uh I've got uh, six gallons of colostrum I need to keep cold. Yeah, this is Mr. Nagel in room uh, 507. Listen, I have a lot of breast milk that I need to be uh, needs to be frozen. Uh, I've been pumping all afternoon. Can I uh, have someone come up here? Yeah, like a milkmaid, perhaps? <laughs> what do you tip a milkmaid? Someone with a bucket on each side of a, of a, of a stick. That would be fun, wouldn't that it? That would be. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, sunny with a high of 46. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 46. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Love Cumbies Coffee. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 748 and the Rolling Stones at Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny with a high of 46 uh, today and tomorrow. It is 24 right now in downtown Springfield. Code word Alexa. We've done this a bunch of times and it always gets people uh, very excited. The Amazon Echo Dot uh, can be yours. All you need to do is listen to the code word every day, like around now, and uh, when you get that code word, you go to rock102.com before noon each day. Enter the code word for your chance to win a new Echo Dot. We'll choose a winner every weekday afternoon. It's code word Alexa, your chance to win a new Echo Dot. Brought to you by Michelob Ultra, helping to keep your New Year's resolution and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Steve, the uh, the code word today 
You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Code word today is the word stream. Stream? Stream. Uh, S-T-E. What? No, S-T-R. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> really? S-T-R-E-A-M. Don't let us get stream. in trouble for giving the wrong uh, the S-T-R-E-A-M. That's correct. There that, you go. That is stream. the Amazon Echo Dot code word of the day. The word <sighs> is stream. Go to rock102.com before noon today so you can win. You had one job. Yeah, I know, but it's been a while since I've done it, and a three-day weekend, and you know, we got March Madness on the on the brain. It got all kinds of things going on, trying to win a billion dollars. You know, these things are, are really dating, ruminating in my head. Dating a virgin, something's got to give. Something's got to give. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Hey, uh, a Buffalo man who saved the lives of. He's not like a buffalo. Half like buffalo. half man, half no, buffalo? No, he's from Buffalo. He was a man. And he uh, saved the lives of uh, over 20 people during the snowstorm that hit western New York and was awarded two Super Bowl tickets by by the Buffalo Bills for his quick thinking and bravery. Now, what happens if the Buffalo Bills don't go to the Super Bowl? It doesn't really matter. He still gets tickets to the Super Bowl. Oh, good. Uh, Jay Withy broke uh, into a school and helped others stranded in the storm to get shelter. Here he is being surprised with the tickets. On behalf of Highmark, Blue Cross, and Blue Shield and the Buffalo Bills, we wanted to surprise you today. Two tickets to the Super Bowl. We love you. We know what you did on Christmas Eve was very heroic, and you're our hero. And the Bills and Highmark want to present you with these tickets to go watch the Super Bowl. You know, a real gift would have been an all-expense-paid trip to the Super Bowl because now this guy's got to find a hotel. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do that? I don't know. You know, I'm uh, actually kind of surprised uh, that Blue Cross Blue Shield was involved. Yeah, because they won't pay for a prescription that you're, that's necessary, <laughs> or or, a, or <laughs> they may not uh, approve a, yeah. a, a medically important Do, uh, diagnosis or procedure. Yeah, does Blue Cross Blue Shield make you call them and verify that you don't have tickets from another <laughs> provider? Hey, did the Red Cross give you Super Bowl tickets? We need to know. <laughs> Because if you've already got a pair or another source of tickets, then we are going to reject this claim. And if you don't call us, the tickets will just be invalid, and and you won't find out until you actually get to the gate. Oh, I'm sorry. As it turns out, you're going to have to pay face value for these tickets because you haven't quite met your deductible. Oh, Blue Cross sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here's another clip. A woman delivered to a funeral home in Iowa ended up actually being alive here's the 911 <laughs> dispatcher reacting to the woman at the funeral home still being alive just so you know this female was transported there deceased and she is not they are in the chapel and she is on a cot oh damn the uh, woman began being treated by emergency responders at the funeral home and was then transported <laughs> to the hospital her com- uh, condition is currently not known yeah <laughs> but it's not dead no Remember yeah. the uh, Monty Python on the Holy Ground? <laughs> I'm not dead. I feel fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. Uh, let's see. Uh, another clip. Seven uh, Eleven in Austin, Texas, is being accused of trying to get rid of homeless people around the store by blasting loud opera music throughout the night. Here's what it sounds like. Plus, people living in the area, Kevin Morgan and Jessica Cohen, talking about what's going on. 
Nobody likes the music because it's going all night and, you know, I feel maybe they do it to try to run us off because you can hear it all night. It plays all night, all day. I can share the music before I even got to the 7-Eleven. It's annoying this early in the morning. Not that I don't love classical music, but this is just rude. <laughs> it's just rude. Well, I mean, it's actually not a bad way to get people to not hang out inside your store. Although I wouldn't want to be a neighbor of that no, store. No, absolutely not. And does that, uh, you know, how does that work? <laughs> I don't know. But like, if there's got to be other tenants around. Probably. All I know is if I got to go to the Seven Eleven for anything, like I like to fill up my gas, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Get out of there. Uh, people interviewing for a sales role at a car dealership, uh, Big Motoring World, had less than ideal interviewing process. YouTube influencer Sid North interviewed the candidates while driving at speeds up to 110 miles an hour on a racetrack. <laughs> Here are some pieces of those interviews with Sid North explaining what's going on. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we asked some grueling questions while sat in the back of a BMW M5 competition to see how well they coped under pressure. It's safe to say that our candidates' pulses will be racing. Oh, my goodness. Do we have any more questions? <laughs> that, I don't think that truly judges somebody's idea of what it's like to be under pressure. You could be under pressure in a certain situation in an office yeah. that has nothing to do with the fact that you're being scared being in the back of a vehicle going 110 miles an hour. Well, I, I know that anyone we've hired in like the last uh, five years never feels like their life is on the line <laughs> going 100 miles an hour in the backseat of a car. I don't know. Uh, we were on it. We, we experienced a giant train wreck here. <laughs> it's like, here, uh, would you like this job? Yeah. Well, here, get on this train that has no brakes <laughs> and goes 250 miles an hour Right into that brick wall at the end of the track. What do you think? You're hired. You're right. I stand corrected. If you can handle that. <laughs> you can handle anything. You can handle anything. And uh, a new debate is going viral with Gen Z on TikTok, who said they're uh, ditching the idea of a two-week notice when leaving the job as a form of self-care. Here is TikToker Jordan the Stallion 8 explaining what the uh, new trend is all about. This new generation of workers, right, they are realizing that two-week notices are useless because a two-week notice is so a job can get prepared to replace you, right? It's a respect thing. However, a job can fire you at any point in time. Why would you respect a company who doesn't even see you as a person? They just see you as a replaceable asset. That's the new thing. Yeah, except uh, welcome to the real world, my buddy. Yeah, two weeks notice is still... Still the standard. Yeah, but I think what they're really talking about is like retail jobs where nobody really cares about you. Yeah. It's just filling space and filling, uh, bo- putting bodies into places so you have more registers. Mm-hmm. I do know that if you give your two-week notice, let's say it's, it's any other place besides that, you give your two weeks notice. Man, that place can make those two weeks a living hell if they really wanted to. I don't think a lot of people are even checking because people, that's the other thing. People are so desperate for people to be working someplace that you're not even probably vetting somebody as you would have previously. No, people are desperate to get people into positions oh. and hire them. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. 
It's uh, 7.56, and that is now here. This uh, Scamicide.com proprietor Steve Weissman coming up after 8 o'clock. It's uh, Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. How cold is at Discover could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards. Or they could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, the NFL playoffs are well underway. While the Patriots had nothing to do with it, there were plenty of people who were. Sure, it's no fun being on the outside looking in during the NFL postseason. There were more than enough football for everybody else to go around. Each matchup having its own share of thrills and catastrophic disasters to keep everybody fat and sassy until it's time for this weekend's exciting round of divisional matchups. Now, let's assume that you didn't sit there and watch the games like everybody else did. Here's what you missed. You had the Niners beat Seattle, the Jaguars beat the Chargers, the Bills beat the Dolphins, the Giants beat the Vikings, the Ravens lost the Bengals, and the Buccaneers lost to Dallas. That means that the Jaguars will face the Chiefs, and the Giants will face the Eagles, and the Bengals will face the Bills, and the 49ers face the Cowboys. Now, if the Giants beat the Eagles, and the Giants would face either the 49ers or the Cowboys, and if the Chiefs beat the Jaguars, and the Chiefs would face either the Bengals or the Bills. Same thing if the Eagles beat the Giants or the Jaguars beat the Chiefs. In that case, they'd still have to either face the Bengals or the Bills or either the Giants or the Eagles, who would face either the 49ers or the Cowboys, depending entirely who wins that game, too. Now, I would be happy to explain how the conference championships games works, but I just don't want to confuse you. All you need to know is that by the end of it all, somebody's going to be playing in the Super Bowl on February 12th in Glendale, Arizona. Then chances are pretty good that it's either going to be the Chiefs, the Jags, the Bengals, the Bills, against either the Giants, the Eagles, the Cowboys, or the 49ers. Who am I picking? That's largely none of your business. But for the sake of argument, let's say I'm going with San Francisco against Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Now, don't take my word for it because I've just done everything I could to assure that neither one of them gets in. No, I am not willing to put money on it at all. But hey, if I'm on yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Maybe the best deal in town that you're ever going to find in a DeWalt Max Compact Drill Impact Driver Kit. 150 bucks at Rockies. Usually 230. You're saving 80 bucks. You get the drill driver, impact driver, two batteries with chargers, and a carrying bag, all for 150. Available now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today and tomorrow with a high of 45 each day. It is 24 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, with the new year, uh, scammers always like to uh, put out their New Year's resolutions and say 2023 is going to be my best scamming year yet. On the phone, is to talk about it from scamicide.com. It's attorney Steve Weissman. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Uh, terrific and happy new year to both of you ah, to you and free to you and yours as well happy new year with the new year scam hey i'm uh starting yes. to get things sent to me by uh you know these companies that claim i'm gonna owe taxes this year and uh i got something in the mail like a, called a w2 i think it's a total ripoff but there's already <laughs> there's already tax scams uh afoot 
and people need to be aware of these every single year, and it could be a whole new slew of them this year, round two, uh, couldn't it be? Yeah, and it, it's kind of interesting because there's, uh, first of all, there's the, the big thing of income tax identity theft. And this is where uh, someone uh, gets your Social Security number, files an income tax return before you do. They file a, a counterfeit dummied-up uh, W-2 so that they get a big refund. You file your return, and suddenly you get a notice from the IRS saying that there's already been one uh, that's filed. And our dear friends at the IRS... Uh, they don't answer the phone, uh, and uh, if you try and contact them to fix it, it takes about pretty close to a year before you can get your uh, your your actual refund. But there there is a uh, a good way around this. You know, one is to file as as early as possible. But the second thing is, and I don't know why the IRS doesn't make more of uh, you know a notice about this. You can get a PIN online from the IRS, uh, and you get it renewed each year. And you file this with your return so that even if someone has your Social Security number, they're not going to be able to file an, an income tax return uh, using it. So uh, I really urge people to go online to the IRS and uh, see about getting the PIN. But the, the other thing which is interesting, you know, people are always getting text messages, emails, phone calls that you owe money for blah, blah, blah to the IRS. But this year, and you mentioned something new, what they're doing is they're taking the carrot instead of the stick. They contact you, posing as the IRS, but this time they say that they need to, uh, they not need to, but they're going to be sending you a refund or there's some kind of big payment coming to you from the IRS. Just need some personal information from you. And, of course, if they were the IRS, they already had that personal information. But you never give personal information to anyone that emails, text messages, or calls you unless you're absolutely sure they're legit. You know, I always kind of wondered because, you know, the scammers seem to be, you know, well ahead of the curve on everybody else. You know, yeah. let's because everything is electronic and let's say you're 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 filing your taxes uh, online and, or, you know, with an accountant that's doing it online. It all goes to the bank. You don't actually see a check. Everything gets deposited uh, e- electronically. Apart from the IRS, and you've said, you know, they don't contact you through email or anything else. If it's going to be a contact with you, it's usually a letter or something like that. But once it gets beyond the IRS stage, there's so many ways to fool a taxpayer into believing that the next phase of your refund or what you owe has to go somewhere else. And I'm surprised that we don't hear more of that because I would think a good scam artist would figure out a way to get beyond the IRS when it comes to taxes. Oh, yeah. And you're absolutely right, because, uh, you know, they go for the, well, you know, it's, it, I kind of liken it to the story, the, uh, the, whether it's true or not, who cares? It's a good story. Uh, <laughs> Harry Houdini, the, uh, the magician, was on trial for being a fraud uh, in England. And so they wheel in this safe, uh, safe and they say, open the safe. And he says, I'll do better than that. Uh, lock me in the safe and I'll get out. So they lock him in the safe and he gets out. Uh, later on, he gets back to the States and quotes the uh, immortal philosopher uh, Bugs Bunny and says, what a bunch of maroons, because safes are built not to, uh, to keep you out, but not to <laughs> keep you in. And so when he was inside, he just flipped it and, and opened it. But the bottom 
line is the the scammers know where to go for the weak point. One of my favorite kind of scams like that, you say, is they will file that income tax return using your name with a dummied-up refund, and they'll have that refund sent to you. Then they contact you as the IRS saying you've received an excessive amount and you need to uh, wire us this money. And you know it's an excessive amount, and so you do wire them the money, and you, you think that's legit. They also will, you know, hack into the accountants. Uh, they'll hack into the banks. Uh, you know, wherever they need to kind of short change the uh, the whole thing, uh, they manage to do, and they're they're really smart. And even the ones that aren't that smart will buy the software, the instructions, and the tech support from the really brilliant Lex Luthor criminals online on the dark web where those guys' business model is to just sell their knowledge to less sophisticated criminals. How do you sleep at night? (laughs) (laughs) You have all this, like, information that's so scary, but uh, yet you seem to be sleeping uh, fine each and every night. Not necessarily. <laughs> There's what? a lot of OF moments in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about uh, SIT, synthetic identity theft. What uh, what is yeah. that? You would you want to make the you know the, the the motto about things aren't as bad as you think they're worse. And you know, quite frankly, uh, Steve, this is something you should be concerned about because a lot of the target of synthetic identity theft is kids. And it's in some estimates, the FTC is saying as much as 85% of identity theft now is synthetic. This one takes a lot of effort, and this one takes uh, some time. What they do is, instead of stealing your name and social security number, they'll take your social security number. They'll take somebody else's name. They'll take somebody else's address, and they will create this synthetic person. Now, they now have a clean credit report because there's, there's nothing that matches all of these, and they build credit. They may take years to actually, before they bust out, they call it. That's when they, they suddenly make the large purchases, large loans, don't pay back, and then the negative information comes back on everybody who was a part of that. To make it worse, if you go to your credit report, if they had your social security number, but they didn't use your name, it won't appear on the file that you see. It'll appear on a subfile within your report, but it's not one that you can readily see. So as far as protection of this thing, if suddenly you see your credit, your credit score is going down, but it doesn't look like there's anything uh, that you can see on the credit report, you ask the credit reporting agencies to look at your subfiles and find it. And with kids, they, the, uh, the bad guys will steal those Social Security numbers from the kids because they know there's not going to be a credit report most likely there. So they can establish one using the kid's Social Security number, sometimes even using the kid's name, and build up the credit, and then boom, they kill it. And the kid's going to be having a, a battle off, and they don't find out till they're like 18 and applying for college loans or a car loan or something. So the big thing for parents is after the Equifax data breach, one of the good things that came out of Congress in 2018 was to allow kids to have credit reports. So you set up a credit report and freeze it for your child, and it's uh, it's easy to do. If you, you go to scamicide.com, put uh, credit freeze for children, you'll be able to see where you go oh. to freeze your kid's credit. That's a good idea. It's a real good idea. Yeah. This is uh, Steve Weissman from scamicide.com on the phone. You know, one of the things that, that uh, I've been uh, noticing a lot 
in my uh, email inbox is that uh, I may be entitled to uh, damages from all the water I drank at Camp Lejeune. Now, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I didn't even, I've never been to Camp Lejeune, which makes me think, could I have been drugged in my sleep, brought there, force-fed water? Because <laughs> apparently I'm on someone, uh, someone's list for a class action lawsuit. You know, one, you see these things constantly, whether it's, you know, whether it's, you know, on social media or in your inbox on, on your email. But if, if you were actually a part of a class action lawsuit, a legitimate one, how would you really know when there are so many other phony ones going on at the same time? Well, you know, the, the interesting thing here is that Camp Lejeune is the perfect one to, uh, to bring up uh, because there, there were issues uh, with the, uh, the water at, uh, at Camp Lejeune during a, a certain period. And I know, I'm on the list. A, yeah, <laughs> there is a class action that is legit. However, I'm saying eh, it's sort of legit. There are law firms that are jumping in there to try and get you to uh, be uh, represented by them, when in fact the, what the military has already done is set up uh, a method for you to make a claim on there without going through the lawyers. And the thing is, you hire one of these lawyers, and uh, they're going to be getting anywhere from 30 to 40 percent of what you would be getting. And in the Camp Lejeune one, that one is pretty clear that you don't need a lawyer for it. They do already have a, a compensation uh, process set up. But you're right. There are a lot of these others you will hear from. The, the best way to know whether it's legit or not is when a court decides that uh, they certify a class action, the court itself will send you something uh, from an administrator uh, as far as whether you want to be part of this class action or not. So when you get something from a court administrator as opposed to the, the lawyers looking for you, uh, you can trust it more. Of course, uh, when it comes to just about all of these class actions, uh, we know who actually makes the money when it comes to this, and it's the lawyers. So um, on the one hand, the class actions serve a good purpose in the sense that they correct civil wrongs, and without these class actions, they might not be done. On the other hand, yeah, it's the lawyers and not the victims who end up getting money. But I always thought that was okay. <laughs> Spoken like a true attorney. Uh, let's talk about real quick sextortion. Oh, this is this what what happens. This happens a couple of ways. One is you may be going on online and uh, you're you're doing a dating site or something, but they this person lures you into providing a uh, a nude photo or a nude video, and then it turns out that uh, Nancy is really Frank, and Frank is sending, saying to you, guess what, I'm going to send this uh, everywhere uh, to all of your friends and all. But the other one, and the, the one that has hit a, particularly uh, a lot of people, uh, is that you'll get an email, and the email will say, hey, I've got, uh, we hacked into your webcam, which is a possibility, uh, and we have pictures of you, videos of you uh, watching porn, and we're going to share this. And to uh, prove that this is legit, uh, this is your password. And a legitimate password that you've used comes up. 
what happens is when you get one of these, they're not, they're not legit. But what they've done is they've managed to go on the dark web, and after one of these data breaches, a password that you may have used at some place got compromised, which is also a reason to know you should always use unique passwords for all of your accounts. So they make it seem like it's legit. It isn't, but then they try and extort you into uh, sending them money or they're mm. going to send the, uh, the videos out. Um, one quick thing is, if you, I say, use what uh, James Comey and Pope Francis do to protect themselves from their webcams. Beat the and bishop? I've seen pictures. Oh. <laughs> See, both is they put a post-it over their uh, over their camera. You know, you should make sure when you get your camera and you set it up that you take out the default password because a lot of people forget to do that, and that's how they're easily hacked. But just sticking that old post-it. Yeah. Hey, look, if I'm watching <laughs> porn, I'm making my own sticky notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I really want to follow the Pope's browsing history. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I... Try to put that guy up on a pedestal the best you can. You know, I've always been kind of, <laughs> I've always been kind of amazed that you know you haven't heard of a scam that that's uh, that's happened to the, the the people that are on OnlyFans. Like to me, that that would be ripe for the pickings. You got you got people that are paying to see people naked. You got pay, people who are getting paid to be naked, and you don't have any. I haven't heard enough stories about how these people are 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 making it legitimately. That's to me, that's going to be the next bis- the next big thing. Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that. In fact, I hadn't really thought of it, even though it's a tough job I have at Bentley University teaching entertainment law for the section on pornography. When we go into OnlyFans and who's who's big on OnlyFans, but uh, you're absolutely right. There have not been any scams that have related to OnlyFans yet. And quite frankly, anything that is popular with the public and that the public has an interest in, the scammers are there. So I, I think uh, you're you're setting me off on a uh, on a new trek because uh, I got I'm going to have to do some research on this because yeah, it yeah. is going to happen. It's it's not a matter of if, it's when. I, I'll be I'll be happy to chip in a buck for you to dive into that rabbit hole. That'll help. <laughs> Rabbit? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> you can uh, check out all the scams of the day and find out what else is going on uh, that'll scare the living bejesus out of you by going to scamaside.com. Steve Weissman, great to talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Steve. Take care, guys. You bet. It's 825 on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. It is uh, going to be sunny today and tomorrow with a high of uh, 45. It is 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Could see uh, rain and snow by the end of the week. How how much? Uh, Mix. It's a mix, so it's probably not going to be that much at all. You only got snow the other day. That was weird. I didn't see anything that said we were going to get snow. Nope. No, I didn't either. And then all of a sudden I wake up, uh, was it Sunday morning or? Uh, Yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. morning. Yeah, it was like uh, all of a sudden winter uh, showed up. Like Where the hell did that come from? The sky. I know where it came from. I'm just saying, but no one predicted. I didn't hear anybody say I didn't hear, uh, you know, Jana Brown or Dan Brown or anybody named Brown tell me that I needed to, uh, you know, get my equipment out to clear off my car. Yeah, hey, I just realized that they both have the same last name. Yes. Do they? They're not related. Though. Not related. But to the best of my knowledge, there's no relation. Well, I, that guy that uh, I think their de- their uncle was the shoe guy. No, 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 Steve. That's Buster Brown. No, no, no that's the guy who's saying uh, hot, hot, hot. 
No, uh, Steve, that would be a Buster Poindexter. No, that's the guy that used to uh, kill people and then uh, cover up his tracks uh, with all the DNA stuff. No, no, no. That's uh, that's Dexter Morgan. You're yeah. thinking of uh, the the, uh, the the nautical uh, fella that makes his own booze. No, no, that's Captain Morgan. <laughs> You're thinking of uh, of uh, the guy on Mash. No, no, no. That's uh, that's Harry Morgan. No, you're thinking of that woman I used to date. Yeah, I've been with her before. Now, Steve, that's Morgan Fairchild. Yeah, you're, that's the you're ticket. You're thinking of the puppet <laughs> <laughs> that, that was uh, that was on uh, 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 Mister. <laughs> what? Mister Rogers' neighborhood. Oh no, that's Lady Elaine Fairchild. <laughs> So close. That's so close. Took me a minute to figure out who I was talking about. Oh, you got it. 8.30. News is next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. It's 8.33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. One person was arrested following a deadly shooting near a gas station at the intersection of Union Street and Memorial Avenue in West Springfield yesterday afternoon. Police were called to the gas station around 1.08 p.m. for a report of a shooting. When officers arrived, they found a man suffering from a gunshot wound. He was taken to the hospital where he later died from his injuries. A suspect has been arrested and a firearm was located in the area. According to the West Springfield Police, two pe- the two people involved knew each other. And there is no threat to the public. The Hamden DA's office is assisting in the investigation. The Brookfield Police Department is seeking the help in, uh, public's help in locating a missing 35-year-old. Brittany T. of Brookfield was last seen leaving her residence on Tuesday around 8.30 p.m., uh, Brittany was last seen wearing a black winter coat, hoodie, jeans, and work boots. She's 5'6 and weighs 120 pounds with brown hair and blue eyes. State police were searching throughout the town Monday and expect to continue their search on Tuesday. The uh, Worcester DA uh, attorney, uh, I'm sorry, the Worcester DA is asking residents or local businesses to check any surveillance cameras for Brittany. And if you have any information, you're asked to call the state police. Uh, for the fifth time within the last year, pride flags are uh, on display at a home on South Maple Street in Westfield have been stolen or vandalized. Westfield uh, police have shared surveillance videos of the two suspects and one bystander possibly recording as they grabbed two pride flags from the front porch of the home early yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. Westfield police say the suspects then burned the flags behind the YMCA before being picked up by a vehicle in front of the library. The vehicle was last seen uh, traveling westbound on Court Street. In September, two suspects were recorded on camera at the same Westfield home vandalizing pride flags. A man with his face covered by his shirt was seen taking a rainbow flag and a transgender pride flag from the home's front porch. A person on the sidewalk was also seen, possibly recording the incident on their phone. The suspects are believed to be responsible for multiple thefts at this same house, allegedly motivated by bias against the residents you know i i listen i can't understand this i mean you know here's here's a resident of your town you know they're they are uh you know, they're they're you know they're displaying their pride you know and they have the right to do that and then here you are as some sort of jerk driving by looking at their flag taking it down defacing it and then burning it by the ymca young man there's a place you can go where you're short on your dough you can stay there i'm sure you'll find that it is not fun to burn a flag at the YMCA. Well, it can be fun. It is not fun to burn a flag at the YMCA. 
Well, you I mean, can, they have uh, everything that a young man can enjoy, and you can hang out with all the boys, but you should not be burning flags at the YMCA. Well, can you get yourself clean? Yes, you can have a good meal. Uh, can I do whatever I feel? Are you listening to me? I said, young man, you can do you can do what you want to be. I uh, said, young man, you can make uh, real your dreams, but you got to know this one thing. Well, you know, nobody can do this all by himself, Banks. Uh, you, you put your pride on the shelf. Yeah, and I just go there to that YMCA. I'm sure they can help you today. You just don't want to be burning your flag at the YMCA. Well, it's not fun to do that there. <laughs> no, now, it is not. Now, again, can I take a shower, maybe uh, grab a snack or something? <clears throat> uh, where are you here? Uh, what's in your shoes? Uh, oh, yes. I said uh, I was down and out with the blues. Were you once in my shoes? <laughs> you didn't care if anybody was alive. I remember you then. Oh, the world was so jive. That's when someone came up to you. And they said, young man, take a walk in the street. There's a place called the YMCA. They can help you back on your way. But you better not burn a flag at the YMCA. <laughs> right. Now, the food. Do they have food there? Yes. You can You can. <laughs> What about a shower? Can you I can shower? You can get a good meal. You can do whatever you feel. How about a sponge bath? Could I? Uh... I don't know of anything that says specifically that they provide sponge baths. Now put yourself in my shoes. Yes. Maybe you have been before. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Would you, when you were feeling down, would you pick yourself up and go to this place? <clears throat> to the YMCA. The YMCA. <laughs> yeah, I'll go to the YMCA. I'm just not going to burn a flag while I'm there. No burning flags at the YMCA. I think we've established that. I would hope so. I think somebody, though, since they've gone there five times to burn a flag at the YMCA, hasn't learned their lesson the first four times. The uh, Springfield Police and Fire Departments were called to a two-car crash on Allen Street early this morning. It took place just before 6 a.m. between Ramblewood Drive and Cooley Street. The road had been completely closed, but now the police have opened up one lane and are directing traffic through the area. No official word on injuries at this time. And uh, 22 News says they'll bring you all the latest information, but they're not going to stop believing them when they tell you that. You oh, know? I know what Ramblewood is. What? Oh, yeah. You don't want, uh, you don't want to get them that, uh, you don't want to get them a record for over there. Oh, that section of town will mess you up. Actually, no. It's a yeah. perfectly down and coolie. I mean. You're not that far away. Uh, the Springfield Fire Department was called to uh, 242 College Street for a house fire this morning. They were still working to put out that fire about an hour ago. It's probably out by now, but they're probably still on the scene. And mm. there's a lot of visible damage to the home. According to Captain Drew Piemonte, the, uh, they were sent there to the fire around 3.30 a.m. It started on the back porch of the third floor. Eight people are now without a home and are being assisted by the Red Cross. 22 News spoke with one family that lived at the home and said they only had minutes to grab each other in some clothes. Excuse me, I know uh, your life has just been turned upside down, but would you mind making a few comments for my very important newscast? Could you please come over here and uh, tell us what it was like to have your entire life uh, upended and uh, being put out on the street in an instant? Well, it wasn't so bad. Uh, you know, we're we're getting free tea from the Red Cross. <laughs> No, it's a uh, it's a terrible thing to be uh, the victim of a fire. It's just, a, just I wouldn't yeah. want to be. If it were me, if I were in that position, the last person I'd want to talk to would be a camera guy and an and a reporter. Well, who was out there? Oh, Melissa Torres was out there. She seems like a nice young lady, but she would not be 
I would not want to be talking to the press. Uh, like a hot young reporter goes, hey, how is that fire you just came out of? I, 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 again, I, I, there's a time and a place. I'm sure Melissa's doing her job. I just, I, I don't just, understand how you could do that. I would never be able to be like an on camera, like on the live reporter. Yeah. I couldn't, I would never be able to do that. I mean, you have to go up to somebody in their weakest moment mm-hmm. and ask them, hey, what was that like? How do you feel? Drew Piamonte is talking to the press. Why don't you talk to yeah. him? I'm 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 uh, I'm going with that whole uh, the DJ thing. We should definitely bring like a sound piece of who's the guy running the sound equipment for the fire department, and can we put together a mixtape for you when you go to those fires? Again, I don't, I don't I don't think they're 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 playing music. Well, you could have a, you could have a different mixtape for every type of fire. A structure fire, mm-hmm. uh, industrial por- fire, industrial fire, porch fire, garage right. fire—all those different, uh, all those different things. You have a different uh, playlist for each one that they could listen to. What about and- for a bomb squad? Oh yeah, you could. Uh, oh, you dropped a bomb on me. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, yeah we could. Yeah. We could. De- listen, man, we could. Uh, we could upend the entire fire department. I don't. Want, I don't want to cause problems. No, I'm, just I'm not saying, talking causing the problems. I'm talking to making the making the fun fire department. They're already fun. Wouldn't it be cool if they all came out with the hose and they were blasting, burning down the house? All you know, you know, yeah, you know, bobbing to the beat a little bit. Hey, that DJ at my sister's wedding did that years ago. They had this horrible DJ. Yeah, this is uh, 1989, by the way. Right? Okay. This, guy, this DJ comes out. And he wasn't the DJ that was originally supposed to do it. It was like a sub a substitute DJ. Okay. He didn't have the song that they wanted to come out to. Oh, boy. He didn't have Another One Bites the Dust. Can you imagine that? Who doesn't have that? I don't know. They wanted that as like their intro song when they walked into the venue. Sure. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Kind of funny. Because of, uh, of its ironic nature. Yeah. So he played the Rocky theme song instead. You know, gonna fly now. Yeah. You know that one. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, in the middle of the event, he decided that it would be appropriate to play "Burning Down the House" while uh, donning a fire suit and holding a uh, extinguisher as he walked around the room, pretending <sighs> to put people out that were on fire. The dude didn't have the music, but he did bring his props. Yeah, what's that all about? I don't know. Talk about uh, people who have done horrible jobs over <laughs> over the years. You know, that's for, a guy right there. Well, first of all, yeah. the guy that canceled, yeah, already had instructions from the couple, right? Yeah, well, that's did, what I'm did saying. Did he not pass those instructions off to the guy who I, was replacing him? You know what? Uh, I was only like 12 years old at the time this happened, so I don't remember all the details. I'll have to go back and uh, <sighs> do some digging, but. Regardless of whether you show up, why wouldn't you have one of the most popular songs of the 1980s in your arsenal? Your fireman arsenal back there. No kidding. I think the worst DJ I ever saw, uh, we hired once for one of our Christmas parties. Now, you know, you you got a bunch of people here who uh, have done mobile DJ work, but Mm -hmm. because it was the Christmas party, we didn't want any one of our legitimate full-time employees to be wasting their wasting their time doing it like they didn't want to hire you okay because it's it's a party and you should be involved in the party not working it and i would have said no anyway. yeah so they hired a guy right 
Okay, think about this. Think of how this would fly at your Christmas party. And this DJ decides, hey, you know what would be great? Party games. Yeah, In the that, middle of a Christmas party. That was not fun. Everybody at that party only wanted to do one thing and one thing only, and that was to get free booze and drink. Yeah, get drunk on the company dime. That was all we wanted to do. But no, we had to do stupid little party games. Interrupting our alcohol consumption. Yeah. It inter- was an outrage. Interrupting the gossip we all talk about the other uh, people around here. Yes. For stupid party games. Uh, Ugh, so glad I didn't participate in any of it. Uh, chain restaurants are being pressured to accept custom off-menu orders that have gone viral as, quote, hacks on social media. But one Waffle House location isn't having it. Someone posted a video of a Waffle House which had a sign at the register that said, order from the menu, we are not making anything you saw on TikTok. It was a handwritten sign, so it doesn't sound like it's a corporate rule yet. Waffle House hasn't commented. It's unclear if this was uh, spurned by any uh, by anything specific, but the latest Waffle House hack involves the creation of a giant waffle cheeseburger. Uh, TikTok, Ooh. yeah. So it's basically a cheeseburger inside two waffle as the bun. No kidding. TikTokers have uh, mixed feelings. Some admit the hacks are annoying. Uh, they can be headaches for employees or get them in trouble. But some argue that the, the viral hacks are free publicity. And rejecting hacks is turning away business. That's actually a good argument. Yeah, but you know... You're um, not paying for advertising, and you just have to make whatever this viral video is doing, and you'll get more business. I, it seems to me, if there's a secret menu, yeah. you should not be turning yourself, your, yourself away from it. Uh, Chipotle seems to be embracing the TikToks. Yeah. In recent weeks, a hack went viral where you could alter their steak quesadilla to make it into something that tastes like a Philly cheesesteak. And Chipotle liked it enough that they're adding it to their menu. It'll be officially available beginning in March. In a statement, they said, we're amazed by the passion of our fans and the ability to find unique ways to enjoy our handcrafted quesadillas with Chipotle's real ingredients. You know, uh, McDonald's did this as part of their advertising campaign. I think it was within the last couple of years where they said, yeah, try the menu hacks. But they weren't doing it for you. They were just give. They were just selling you the items that you would have gotten to make that anyway. So the one oh, was like a okay. surf and turf. Like you take a quarter pounder and you mix it with a fillet of fish. Ooh. Right. But they're yes. not making it for you to give it to you like that. They're selling you the quarter pounder and they're selling you the fillet of fish. And, and, you gotta, and I got to put it together? Yeah, that's your own assembly. What, I don't what is it, like that. a jigsaw puzzle? Yeah, that's ridiculous. You shouldn't be able to have to do that. I'm not qualified to do something like that. No. All these things that places have you know, trusted us with, like, we shouldn't be checking out our own groceries. No. That, that, that's not something you should be putting up. You ever see people get stuck at those things? Oh. I because hate. they either have too many groceries or they don't know how to use the machine or. Or, the, or the, 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 it tells you to put things in the bagging section when you already have. I I hate self-checkout. The bagging section. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. I don't like it. Anyway, your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 45. It is 26 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Love Cumbie's Coffee? 
Share the warmth Wednesdays at Cumberland Farms means that every Wednesday... It's Classic Rock. It's 854 and Simple Minds of Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny with a high of 47 tomorrow. It's sunny with a high of 45, 29 right now in downtown Springfield. By, uh, by now, I'm pretty sure you're aware that the Amazon Echo Dot is the new radio for your home. And you can listen to Rock 102 anytime by just saying, Hey, Alexa, play Rock 102. And boom, it does. And we're giving you a chance to win these little devices by uh, giving you a different code word every weekday at 7.50. And when you hear that code word, you want to go to rock102.com before noon every day and enter the code word for your chance to win a new Amazon Echo Dot. We'll choose a winner every weekday afternoon. I told you earlier that the uh, the code word today is the word stream. It's code word Alexa, your chance to win a new Amazon Echo Dot brought to you by Michelob Ultra, helping to keep your New Year's resolution and Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. Uh, here's something I was contemplating over the weekend. What was that? Uh, the history of the of the Yosemite Sam mud flap. You know the one that says "back, Back off. off" on it. I do. Where did that? How did that become such a popular <clears throat> uh, thing for mud flaps? And why is it still popular? Have we not come up with uh, you know another iconic figure? Um, well, I mean, I don't... And I, and I did some research on it, and I couldn't find anything about it. I just see, see them for sale. Like but no, how, but, 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 you know, you, but no, no history as to how it happened. Yeah, like who was, the, who was the first company to start selling those with Yosemite Sam's uh, image on it? It's a good point. I've never really uh, given it a whole hell of a lot of thought. But, uh, and I, I can't say I've seen them <clears throat> out there lately. No, I've seen them. I mean, I know they're out there. I just you know, like not like uh, like the old days, like between that and the uh, the R Crumb keep on trucking mud flap. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. What about uh, what about truck nuts? Those are good ones. Oh, the ones that hang from the uh, the hitch. Yeah, they look like a pair of uh, a pair of nads yeah. hanging off the back of your uh, your tail hitch. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking that like 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 the next vehicle I get might be. Like a like a pickup truck, mm-hmm. like a tr- yeah, like mid-sized truck. Yeah. I don't need like a big giant uh, rig, but some mud flaps and the truck nuts. I think are the kind of accessories I'm definitely going to put on this thing. You're going to put the ones that say "back off." Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if I can get them, I mean, if I can get them at a reasonable price, yeah, why not? Or a sticker that says "I like to be rear-ended." No, I'm not going to say that. Well, you do. <laughs> Steve, that's that's very personal, and I don't think that's necessarily accurate. You want to see Bax's airbags go off? Rear-end them. How much does a pair of mud flaps cost you? Yeah, they're probably about 60 bucks. 60 bucks. Yeah. Yosemite Sam mud flaps. Let's see. Oh, $139 for, yeah, about 60 bucks. Per Eight, flap? 60, 70. No. That's for the, for the pair? For the set. Oh man, that's a lot of yeah, that's a that's a good deal of money for you know. I just I I found no explanation to how that has stayed a popular item over the years. And does Warner Brothers get a cut of that? They must. They must. How do they not? That's not uh, that's not uh, uh, you know public domain at this point. See, these are the things that uh, pique my interest. It's too bad there's not the history of the Yosemite Sam mud flap. Don't you hate it when you got something you really want to research? Yeah. Like you really want to know the history of something, and you can't find it. It'll tell you how to buy it, but it won't tell you yeah, how that, it started. That's this exactly like, what this is. Exactly one of these problems. I would like to know more information about the genesis of 
the back off of Yosemite Sam mud flap, and there's nothing online about it. I don't know what the answer is. So frustrating. It's I, very I, frustrating. I feel like, like you're hitting a brick wall. But you know what? It's almost 9 o'clock, and we don't have time to really contemplate it. It's uh, 8.58, actually, with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. This just in.